Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Victory Tuesday. Packers have the day off, at least the players do. The coaches deep in that building, drawing up plans, schemes, what have you. And the personnel group busy this afternoon signing running back Kenyon Drake. Uh, just put up a video about that. It's a depth signing. It's nice to have a vet in the room and continuing to wait for Aaron Jones to make a recovery from that MCL injury he suffered a few weeks ago. But uh, we'll see uh, what he brings to the table, so to speak. But uh, always turning the bottom of the roster, always bringing guys in for workouts, always adding, subtracting, what have you. Drake will be part of that. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about the work being done up front on offense by the Green Bay Packers throughout the last month or so. I don't think it's any secret. We know, we've all seen, because it's a lot easier to do so, especially watching live games, the improvement from Jordan Love. Like, that has been on display. I don't think there's any doubt. You've seen him grow week by week, getting better and better. The offense itself has continued to improve throughout, you know, this kind of winning streak that they're on. Um, And I know, like I said, Jordan's getting a lot of credit for it, as are the guys out on the perimeter, a lot of the skill position players, these guys are in sync. They're finding uh, you know, a rhythm. But none of that happens without the improved play of the offensive line. And I'm not going to tell you that they were terrible throughout this season, but they were certainly inconsistent. That was led by Josh Myers, a guy we talked a lot about this summer and his need to find consistency. Because throughout his tenure in Green Bay so far, we had seen a lot of high-level play mixed with a lot of inconsistency, a lot of stretch where you hope you're going to get that high-level stuff that you know he can do, but far too often he was taken advantage of, gotten pushed around, just basically causing not the offense to malfunction, but certainly not making life easier for his quarterback. You look at that game on Sunday night, um, I think that's easily his best game of the year. I don't know about his career or what have you, but – so far this season, it's the most consistent play we've seen from Myers, and I think that's you know, continuing on from a stretch here from Josh and most of the guys up front, down in and down out, where you've seen a lot more consistency. Now, you're still going to get beat at times. You're still going to see plays where you know they get paid too, and Chris Jones certainly falls into that category as a guy who's going to take advantage of you on a snap or two. But on balance, Myers has been – much, much better and much more consistent over the course of the last month. I don't think it's a coincidence that that has coincided with the offense working at a much higher level. Um, Again, Sunday night, that's a legit problem when it comes to, you know, sorting out protections, showing one thing, sending another, cat and mouse game up front. There's, again, been a lot of talk about Jordan Love and his work at the line of scrimmage. He does that in concert with the center, with Josh Myers. He did great work up front, not only after the snap and executing these assignments, but also working with Love, setting the protections, and making sure that they could get into the most advantageous position possible. Um, It's not something that you can truly quantify. You can obviously look at the tape and point out, oh, well, this play probably could be a lot better and things of that nature, but... On balance, you go and you watch that game again and you see Josh playing a pretty damn good game. And so I I wanted to give a shout-out because I know he had come under fire earlier this season and even this offseason. I certainly, you know, didn't pull any punches when it came to you needed more consistency. Because, again, you saw it 
early and often that rookie year prior to his getting hurt. He saw it at times last year, but he was just way too inconsistent. Something that has started to disappear here over the course of the last month. Hopefully, that's a trend that continues down throughout December and into January because the Packers, like I said, you've seen the improvement from the offense. You know, I'm not saying the engine is humming, uh, but it's 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 giving them a go here. They, they are able to operate in a way they just weren't back in October, say, uh, due to the inconsistencies. And a big part of that is the play of Josh Myers. Hello to everybody in the comments. Hope you're doing well. Good to see everybody mixing it up. Joe, let the record reflect. You were first. Todd, thanks for the super chat. Just win, baby. Go, Pat, go. What an economic super chat. I love it. Joe, what's up? Jaden Reed is on pace, barely, to be the first rookie since Sterling Sharp in 1988 to lead the Packers in receiving yards, eight yards ahead of Dobbs. That's a crazy stat. I think before he got injured, Musgrave was on pace to break Sharp's rookie record for receptions. So, yeah, this rookie class, bringing it, man. No doubt about it. Vex, what's going on? I am so conflicted about this defense. You know, Vex, this is like your... It's so funny. Like the tone of your super chats have changed over the course of the last two months. Like two months ago, you were very negative. Now the Packers are finding success, and you can't lean into your positivity, but you're leaning into being conflicted. Just a little note from the doctor there. It looks awful. The stats say it's awful, but they are great at not allowing a ton of points. Just lean into the results, man. That's all I can tell you. Like I said today on the radio on Carry the G Radio. It's frustrating as hell during the game. I'm going to yell at it. I'm I'm going to yell at the play style. I'm going to yell at some of the choices. But at the end of the day, they're keeping points off the board. They're giving them a chance to win. That's all I can ask. They're the ninth best team in the league doing so. They're top ten in that regard. Yeah, they give up a ton of yards. Yeah, they give up a ton of rushing yards, and they got problems everywhere, injury wise, guys in and out. Hey man, name of the game: limit scoring. They're doing that. Hell. This past week, don't tell me you didn't sit there and go, oh, God, here we go. We kicked a field goal. Now they're going to march down and get a touchdown. Oh, three and out. Then we kick another field. Oh, yeah, here we go. Now Mahomes is going to go. Oh, interception. You know, you can't argue with the results. It is frustrating as hell in the moment. I totally get you. But they're giving, giving them a chance. More than that, they're playing winning football. Complimentary football, I might add. Now, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens on Monday night against a team that has nothing to lose and can pretty much, you know, run the football when it wants to on the Green Bay Packers and have a young quarterback making another start. Got to think they're going to lean into that running game a little bit. And are the Packers able to stop that bleeding, so to speak? Got to think that is the MO for the Giants on Monday night. We shall see. Luke, what's up? I'm really loving the tight end room. It's interesting, right? I mean, the work you're getting from Tucker Craft and now Ben Sims getting an opportunity. I mean, who knows what happens if Musgrave is able to return, but possibly next season when he's back. It's a very interesting mix. A lot of different kind of abilities there that you can utilize if you're Matt LaFleur. Tyler, what's going on, man? What's your thought on asking rookies to play right away a la 2023 class versus letting guys sit and develop like love? Interesting dynamics right now. It's a good question, man. I, I think it's, I don't want to say obviously, but I think it's very much a case-by-case basis as far as what 
you need and where you are with your program. Like the Packers, when Aaron Rodgers was in town and they were gunning for a Super Bowl each and every year trying to be contenders, I think I understand not wanting these guys to play away, play right away and bringing them along kind of intermittently, right? But where the Packers are after last season, trading Aaron Rodgers, complete reset of their roster, especially on offense, man, I get it. Throw them out there. Let them get – Take their lumps, so to speak. And look, they certainly did, right? Throughout October, especially, and then into November. But that seems to be paying off now. And who knows? Maybe that does somewhat change their MO going forward, right? Because traditionally, it's just not how they've operated. Um, it's much been much more like how they've utilized uh, Lucas Van Ness this season. He's kind of coming along the classic Packer way, right? Like, they haven't used him a ton, although you did see him in the mix much more on Sunday night got another sack but still he's running behind two vets as he should be right even though he's a first round pick he's gonna have his opportunities but they're not going to be plentiful but then you look at a guy like Carrington Valentine a seventh round pick who now is getting a ton of work especially after the trade of Russell Douglas and he's answering the bell for the most part and getting better and getting that experience maybe like I said maybe that changes their approach a little bit especially considering how productive this class has been I mean up and down. I mean, outside of Sean Clifford, I think every dude has contributed at some point in a significant way. Hell, even their undrafted dudes like Malik Heath has stepped up, stepped up and contributed. So, youth is definitely being served. I don't know how, what that you know portends long term, but it also helps if you hit on the picks, which Brian seemingly has. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply this season especially. King Favre, what's up, man? May have already been said, but Lambeau seemed popping on Monday night. Felt like a playoff game on TV. Shout out to the crowd. I think you mean Sunday night? And yes, it most certainly did. Actually, we talked about that on Carry the G Radio. Uh, Wayne Larravee brought it up, uh, the voice of the Green Bay Packers himself, saying definitely had a playoff-like atmosphere. Um, I think the crowd was electric, and it was awesome to see. You love that vibe at Lambeau, especially – it turns, the weather turns cold. You got some, you know, December in the air. Playoffs are on the lips of all the fans, and this game means something. I mean, hell, you're sitting there in October, early November, there was every possibility this game was going to either, like, could maybe even mean very little and or could have even been flexed out if the Packers hadn't started winning. But to have meaningful football played in Lambeau in prime time in December – Let's go. Love it. Nady D, what's up, man? You think 12 deserves credit for Love's development? Uh, <laughs> that's a very open-ended question. 
I think 12 deserves credit for being a good mentor. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I do not doubt for a moment that Jordan learned while watching Aaron and has taken stuff, you know, piecemeal, things here and there that have helped him and improved his game. But, you know, the number one person who gets the most credit for Jordan's development is so far is Jordan Love and the work he, he has put in. Then it's probably, you know, Tom Clements and Matt LaFleur. Um, I don't doubt for a moment that, you know, Aaron was available to him, any questions he had, but Aaron was busy doing his job. Uh, but, you know, everything we've heard from Aaron and from Jordan is that the two have talked often, you know, throughout their time together in Green Bay, and Jordan was very open to whatever advice Aaron had for him. But, you know, Jordan's the one who did the work. You know, he's the one who deserves the credit, uppermost credit, when it comes to how he's playing on the field right now. Now, again, Clements, Lafleur, you know, all those people should get some of the credit. But A number one should be Jordan Love. Jim, what's up, man? Thanks to the entire Cheesehead community. You made this one of my best weekends in recent memory. Oh, Jim, it was great to see you, brother. Thanks for coming to the meetup. Dude, the the community at Cheesehead TV just continues to grow, which is insane to me. And, yeah, the the vibes of the meetup and really throughout the whole weekend, I mean – I have seen so many people who, and gotten messages from people who have really kind of confirmed like the whole reason we do this is that idea of togetherness around the Packers, the way we connect to the team as fans. Yeah, it's pretty damn special, man. And I get we're not for everyone. We try to be, try to be as open and welcoming as we can possibly be. But yeah, I'm just, I really love the feedback we've gotten throughout this weekend. And I'm really glad you were there and you had a great time, Jim. Quinn, what's up, man? The state of sports analyst is in complete shambles after Sunday night and the Mahomes loss. It's been pretty great to watch it unfold. (laughs) Yeah, I think Corey put something up on Twitter earlier today. Like, man, it's like the whole national media is gaslighting Packers fans as if they weren't completely tearing apart the Green Bay Packers throughout September, October, most of November, now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wow, the Packers have done it again. It's like, let's just let Jordan play, shall we, when it comes to his development, being the guy in Green Bay, which sure seems like it's gonna, that's going to be the case. But, yeah, uh, it is funny to watch people kind of come to the realization that the Green Bay Packers kind of know what the fuck they're doing, which, you know, some of us have been trying to tell them for some time now. Oh, my God, Lambo Leo. I mailed Pat McAfee a Goot Christmas sweater. Y'all are out of control. Steven, thanks for the super chat, man. Wix is giving me 2014 Devontae Adams vibes. His ceiling is high, and it's wild that he's the fourth option on most plays. I'm very curious to see how much more opportunity he is given on Monday night if Christian Watson is unable to go. Because, look, Watson and that hamstring, you know they're not going to play around with it. I'll be surprised if he is a go against the Giants. That should give Wicks more opportunity to get on the field and continue to to do what he's doing, right, which is get open. And you're right, man. It's crazy that he's basically like the third, fourth, fifth option at times. But every time they target him and every time they feature him, he seems to deliver. Hopefully that continues and he gets more of those opportunities. But, yeah, man, as far as like 2014 Devontae, it's a little early for that. But, yeah, there's no question that there is – untapped potential there. He's still got a ton of growth and a ton of kind of uh, upside 
when it comes to his game and his ability to help the Packers on offense. No question there. Miguel, what's going on? I'm at peace with Joe Barry. Yeah, Preston will drop in coverage. Nobody will cover the best receiver sometimes, but I will just enjoy the experience. Miguel, I don't want to call you a liar, but <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, I try to be there, but then the game starts, and then I watch the game, and then things like that unfold, and I get all upset. I can't help it. That's the game of football, right? But, yeah, then afterwards I step back and I look at the result and I go, oh, okay, look at that. Limited to Mahomes and company to 19 points. It's a pretty good day at the office. No doubt about it. Corey, what's up, man? Any update on Wicks and Watson? Nothing, Corey. Not until – not even tomorrow. Probably Thursday is when they have to give their first injury report because of uh, Monday night football being a thing. So I would expect something most likely uh, – Thursday if you know if any is anything is forthcoming because we know how liberal they are with the uh, release of medical information at 1265 um, although I, there was a report Monday that you know more okay than not is what I believe Ian Rappaport said regarding Christian Watson so take that for what it's worth Gary what's up man I love Cheesehead TV's tempered opinions and measured analysis, so my question is, how many quarterbacks will the Chicago Bears burn through during Jordan Love's reign of terror over the NFC? <sighs> um, double digits at least, right? I mean, i got to think Love will be here probably for the next 10, 12, 15 years. That's a good, you know, 12, 13 quarterbacks in Chicago, I would suspect. That's how they roll, man. Mike, what's up? I nominate Florio for blogosphere on calling out national media for dismissing any potential for love and now backtracking. He even said, go pack, go. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, there's just, if we just featured people having to crow about Jordan Love on blogosphere, we would just not have the rest of the show because it'd be too long. But yeah, Florio is, uh, Florio's just a Vikings fan having to come to grips with uh, Jordan Love being good. And look, the last really poor performance, and it wasn't even incredibly poor, but the last poor performance Jordan had was against the Vikings. So he'll get a chance to get redemption in their building. I believe, what is it on New? Is that the New Year's Eve game? God help us. <sighs> what can they do with Watson if he keeps getting hurt? Callum, they can keep helping him heal, which is what they'll do. Man, he's a football player. At some point, he's got to play football. You can't just wrap him in bubble wrap. Maybe they, quote, limit his snaps or put him on a pitch count like they have Aaron Jones. But look, Aaron Jones was on a pitch count, and then he got hurt. At some point, he got a ball. You know, at some point, you got to get on the field. So they can do everything they can to help him, uh, rest and recovery, limiting his work and practice, etc. But eventually, he has to step on a football field and play the game. And that's where injuries occur. Not much else to be done, man. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Don't want to miss anything? Going three and two down the stretch this year seems like the floor. Crazy how this season has changed expectations. Well, that's the thing. Like, look, I don't want to tell tales out of school, but if the Packers don't make the playoffs, it's not the end of the world, right? They should. The way they're playing right now, given what their schedule looks like going forward, they absolutely should be expected to. But this season is all, all about Jordan Love. 
finding out if he's the guy. I'm pretty sure they found out he's the guy. Now, again, I'm not saying he's arrived. Like He's got a lot to learn, a lot of growth to do, a lot of development left. But that's what this season is all about, to make that determination. And then, probably this offseason, finding some kind of agreement with his reps on a contract extension. Okay, that box is about to be checked. I mean, after that, making the playoffs would be great. But long-term, getting to a Super Bowl winning championships, plural, hopefully, you know, that's the goal. And the biggest bedrock piece of that is Jordan Love. That's what the season's all about. Um, what else we got, folks? What else we got? The best ability is availability. And what's that other? Was it uh, Monty Python? And other cliches. Very good. Is this a trap game after coming off the Chiefs game? Joshua, we'll find out. Now I know Aaron Rodgers kept harping on the fact that there are no th such things as trap games back in the day. But, man, it's a different mindset when you go against teams like the Lions who are first in your division have only lost two games and you go into their house and beat them up when no one expects you to, especially coming off a short week and you're all banged up and you use that as kind of motivation, what have you. And then you turn around and beat the Super Bowl champs on prime time. No one expects you to win that game. NBC crew all sitting there with their pick of the Chiefs, every single one of them, right? And the Packers go and win that game. Nobody expected us. Okay, now the focus shifts. Now everybody expects you to win. Packers going into Monday night, six-and-a-half-point favorites. They've been dogs forever now, and now all of a sudden they're favorites, and the Giants got nothing to lose. Now the Giants are the ones no one expects to win. How do you handle that? How do you handle expectation? You know, it's hard to quantify trap game, but, man, we've seen teams play down to their competition. Hell, we've seen this Packers team play down to their competition. They've played well against the good teams, and they've played piss poor against some bad teams. Now, that was earlier this season, but they've been building and building and building. They've played some really good teams, and now they're back to playing a crap team. They have got to keep that standard that they have set, especially over the course of the last eight quarters of football. Can they do that? Will they do that? I'm fascinated to find out. But it's not a given. That's why I keep saying, like, people are like, oh, they're going to run the table or they're going to make the playoffs. And I'm like, I have no idea. It's a very young team. How they respond to these last two weeks is paramount when it comes to their playoff hopes. We'll find out. We will find out. Higher Coop says, pass rush is looking so much better. It really is. And the thing I was really impressed with, this is something we talked about on Carry the G radio this afternoon, is their discipline up front against a quarterback who kills people out of the pocket. Now, he's still got his. You know, He's still going to make plays. He's Patrick. Mahomes, but their discipline in not allowing him, for the most part, to get outside, to kill them with his legs, to make plays outside the pocket, they hemmed him in really well, uh, I would say like 85, 90% of the time, and that was a big key. It, it, there are more things to pass rushing than just getting the quarterback on the ground. Now, you'd love to do that, obviously, but being disciplined, creating havoc, not allowing him to step up in the pocket, that was the other component that I think really didn't hasn't been talked about a lot but you know how many times have we seen defensive ends or outside backers fly up and pass the quarterback allowing him to escape outside or defensive ends staying disciplined but then someone getting pushed around up front allowing the quarterback a space to step up in the pocket well 
that was those opportunities were few and far between for Mahomes on Sunday night. That was excellent work from the guys up front. Mimsy, what's up, man? The Dobbs catch over the middle was driver-esque. Yes, especially with the hellacious hit he took. Very much agreed. I mean, you need guys like that on your team. Going to do the dirty work. I think Dobbs is one of them. I think uh, Heath is another. Like, sometimes you got to work that middle, and you're going to take a shot. And that's something the Packers, you know, pretty much not totally got away from while Aaron was on the end of his tenure in Green Bay, but it's something they certainly didn't do a whole lot of. Um, and I think you've seen a resurgence of, you know, attacking the middle of the field and utilizing those kind of shorter intermediate routes over the middle where you know, yeah, there's probably a safety waiting for you. You're going to get lit up, but you're going to catch it and you're going to get that first down. I mean, it's part of the gig. Thomas, what's up, man? Campbell was taken out of the sub packages. Does that mean he was on a snap count or is Walker taking over that middle linebacker one role? Great meeting you on Saturday. Thanks, Thomas. Um, I suspect more latter than the former. I, I would suspect, yeah, Walker is probably your guy. Um, now, who knows? Maybe it is because he's Campbell's coming back from injury and they're trying to ease him into it. Um, but I think it makes all the sense in the world to, to have Walker as the guy who never leaves the field. His speed, his side-to-sideline ability, um, his ability to get ha- his hand on the football, and a lot of these passing concepts, I, I think that just makes more sense than anything else. All right, everybody, i got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video and subscribe to the channel. And if you are a Patreon member or a Carry the G Club member, I will see you at the top of the hour, uh, our weekly happy hour. Can't wait to chop it up with everybody who is at the meetup, people who are joining us from across the country and, indeed, the world. It's always a lot of fun each and every week. Uh, the rest of you, please hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.